My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Create Vine. Hey, before we get into today's show, I just wanted to pop in and mention that My Wax Museum is part of a whole network of shows produced at Mecco Radio. The network includes shows like She Has a Name Too, Broken Bulbs, The Old Goal of Truth, and more. We've got some incredible projects happening now, starting now, and upcoming. So tune in for those. We'll be talking about those more in the future as they come out. But for now, if you want to check out the other shows, you can do so at mechoradio.com. That's it. Just mechoradio.com. Go to mechoradio.com. That's echo with an M in front of it. M-E-C-H-O radio.com. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I don't normally do the intro with such gusto, but I just felt like it today. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by Tess Bodily. Now, Tess and I go way back. In fact, Tess is, out of the most recent guests, one of the few who I actually knew before I even started the podcast. So needless to say, this was a really cool conversation, talking about her love of her beautiful state of Idaho, as well as her hometown of Idaho Falls, and everything that comes along with it. She's a fantastic guest and a fantastic baker. Links to her Instagram are in the show notes. Seriously, amazing cakes. Anyways, remember, after today's show, to make five minutes today to listen intently to the people around you. Tess Bodily, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thank you. I'm so excited to be part of this finally. <laughs> it is fun. And I, I feel like when when we got talking about it, I was thinking, hadn't I already asked Tess? Like I, I was so sure. I'm like, I must have already asked her to be on. And I actually had to go back and check and make sure that you hadn't already been on and that I just like had forgotten or something and so I went and I scrolled through and I'm like oh yeah she's never been a, a guest <laughs> on the podcast before I was actually surprised um because we've known each other for a while and we're good friends and of course as I start off every interview do you want to fill the audience in on how it is that we know each other and maybe if there's like a specific story of <laughs> of like the first time we met Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, I mean, we've known each other since the very beginning of 2017, you know, it started off the new year. It was great. Um, but it, <laughs> it was my, when I came into the mission field, I, my very first night we had dinner at your house and there was, uh, I believe Carly was there and Andrea, right? Did I say that? Uh, oh, Al not Alandra. Alandra. Alandra was there. Yes. Sienna was there. Sienna, yeah. Uh, and then you were there with uh, Emma Entz and Camry Hatch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that, I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I was like, these people are so nice. I'm probably looking like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's oh, so funny because I was I was trying to think I was like what was the first the first time we met because there there are some people who I have no idea I can't remember the first time we met but I do remember the first time we met yet yeah, we ate pasta Bryce was there as well my little brother yeah 
And yes, yes. It was just like a big party. We took a, a picture all together. Uh, that was just like a good time. I remember you went to the bathroom and your companions, Camry and Emma, were like, isn't she great? Like, we love her. And uh, for, for people listening who might not know, uh, Tess served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for a year and a half, happened to start off where I lived. Actually, you served a lot where I lived. <laughs> yeah, and so, so we became really good friends uh, because of that. We, we got to interact a lot with each other and yeah, had a lot of, had a lot of dinners together over, what was it? Like you served six months. You were there for six months in Carbon Park, YSA, which YSA is Young Single Adult Ward. Um, and then you were, how long were you in Brentwood for? Oh, I was like, in the Brentwood. Yeah, I was there for about something? four and a half months. So three transfers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. We had a lot of good times, especially in Brentwood when Neil... <laughs> My roommate had a VR headset. Oh, oh I love that. Do you remember that. that? Yes. That was so, so fun. I was uh, like, are we allowed to do this? Is this okay? <laughs> definitely probably weren't allowed to do it, but probably. But it was fun. <laughs> Worth it was it. fun. And who cares? What are like what are they gonna do now about it? Did we die? Did we do anything bad? No. <laughs> we are safe. We're good. <laughs> no we're all fine we're all fine uh so yeah we yeah so we we know each other pretty well um since 2017 that's four years four years ago holy yeah. cow wow that's okay been a long time that re <laughs> uh, that really distances <laughs> me from like i don't know my life <laughs> that makes me feel old Holy cow. I know, you've done a lot with your life. <laughs> oh, and I was, that was like, we met like six months before I moved into my car or like yes. five, five months before I moved into my car. That crazy. That is <laughs> so, so crazy. Okay. So yeah, we had, oh, we've had a lot of, a lot of good times, a lot of memories, but of course we're not here to talk about our memories together. We're talking about right. your memories, your experiences. So where is it that you're from, Tess? I am from Idaho Falls, Idaho. And if you don't know where that is, that's in the USA and it is not Iowa. Idaho is a real place. <laughs> I always hear that people are like, oh, Idaho, isn't that, you know, a little bit more East? I'm like, no, no, no. You're thinking Iowa. Idaho is, you know, way West. Yeah, just right above Utah. I'm sure you I'm sure people know where Utah is. <laughs> but yeah. It if people know so let's let's see some geography. This is how I always think about it. I'm like, you've got the I think it's the the ports to prairies corridor is what they call it. It's the I fifteen. It goes up all the way from the west coast in like LA. I'm not sure exactly where exactly it goes through but it it comes all the way up and then it goes up up a little bit of nevada it goes through vegas and then pops through arizona for a hot second up through utah idaho montana and then to canada and so basically i'm a i'm a straight drive 
10 hours up north from you. Yeah, which that close. I think that's amazing. Every time I was on my mission, I was like, I could just drive home in one night. <laughs> yeah, you could drive home and you don't even have to get off the road. You get on the highway. Yeah. You just, just keep going. That's what I always tell people. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. When I tell people, they're like, I don't even know where Alberta is. I was like, okay, it's yep. just straight north from here. Yeah. Like, you just go like, straight. Like hop on I-15 and keep driving. <laughs> And you're there, done, easy, easy peasy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're not you're not the first person I've interviewed from Idaho, but you might be Ooh. the first person from IF, which is how the cool hey. kids say Idaho Falls, of course. So being from Idaho Falls, what are like the best things about your hometown? Oh man, I could go on, but I so Idaho Falls is actually bigger than most people think. Um, we have about 80,000 population. Um, and that includes like suburbs and stuff. But so it's like a city and like we have, you know, our necessities, we have good stores, there's like things to do in the city. But also we have the country and the mountains just like 30 minutes away or something. And so you get the best of both worlds. And I just really love that. And I also love how laid back and chill people are here. You know, it's like we can just ride our four wheelers in the road and no one's really going to care. <laughs> it is a very, it's so funny because you're right. It does seem small, especially if you're just driving through it. Like if you're on I-15 and just passing through, you'll, it's, a pretty small place but there's a lot that kind of expands outwards from that that you don't see when you're driving on the highway and it is i can attest to this very laid back you can tell when you go in <laughs> it feels like somebody just built a small town like 10 times and just kind of you know put it together i don't know how to explain it but it does have like it does feel like a small town but there are a lot more people there than i think you would think at first yeah yeah i mean you've got like your kind of richer area where the doctors go live up on the foothills you know then you have like the rich people that like to be in the city city and then you've got like your middle class people and then you have like your trailer parks you know so there's a lot of diversity and i don't know so it's yeah, people expect all of us to be like farmers and hicks and, you know, yeah, <laughs> we've got our potato farms. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, I know every time I tell people I'm from Idaho, they're like, oh, do you have a potato farm? I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I will fit this stereotype that I do love potatoes. I, I will die for potatoes. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes i mean yeah potatoes are, are good i think that's just a fact it just kind of depends what kind of potatoes you like right do you like the russet do you like the yukon oh, gold right? what about the purple potatoes they're blue potatoes you know like yeah. the mini potatoes i like the mini potatoes the best personally oh yeah the little ones you know like Those get are cute. them roasted <laughs> well and yeah uh but yeah, Idaho does have a lot of potatoes. It also has a lot of other crops like onions and stuff. But of course, yeah, you're not a you're not a farmer. Um, what <laughs> what is it that that you would do for fun? You mentioned the countryside. Are there any specific things you'd go out and do? Yeah, so we have like a lot of rivers that run around, and so 
there's a lot of bridges and so sometimes I'll either go bridge jumping into like these little rivers um I go floating there's a lot of camping I love camping um there's like hiking like I said I do love um four wheeling so that's that one's I love that one um and then in the winter time you can go snowboarding cross country skiing you can attach a sled to the four wheeler <laughs> It's just, you, there's so much you can do um, just outside. And I think people don't realize that. They're like, oh, what do you do there? There's nothing. Like, well, you got to use your imagination, you know? You got to live a little. Just go out, get your hands dirty. You know, throw some mud on yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so in our, in our quick questions beforehand, you talked a little bit about your family. You mentioned your earliest memory where your brothers helped you look for like a was it a like a rubber lizard or something is that right yeah something like that yeah it was like a a, a toy and you know like it seems so you know loving and nice but it sounds like you also you know got roughed up a little bit like you went out <laughs> uh you mentioned to me before that you feel like one of the boys right and so tell me about like growing up with with your family did you go out and do these activities together and what was that like yeah so um i am the only girl in my family and so i grow grew up with three brothers um and we love the outdoors and so i would always go outside and play with my brothers and i'd be playing football i'd put on you know the football helmet and the pads and i'd be out there i'd be playing army guys <laughs> <laughs> we'd be we have empty lots next to our house and I would go catch bugs with my brothers um I still do that actually I was at I was working at a greenhouse and I was catching grasshoppers all the time <laughs> but um yeah I would just be outside in the dirt and doing that and but I you know I am still a girl I still had my moments where I'd go inside and play with the Barbie dolls and just get all girly up. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a lot of like everything we did was as a family. And so like every time my brothers would go play like video games, I'd go downstairs and I'd watch them. Um, I wouldn't necessarily play them myself. I just really liked to watch them play. <laughs> and so I would do that. Um, we had family night a lot and you know, everything was very much family united, which I liked, but we also did things on our own. So it wasn't always like, oh, you have to do this with the family, but it was, we enjoyed, we enjoyed together being together. That is awesome. And I feel like a, a big theme, people talk about their, their family all the time on, on the podcast and, and what, you know, really brought them together and stuff. So I'm interested in hearing from you what were the things that your family did where, that, you know, you look back on and say, like, that was a good time. Like, that was, that was something I'll take with me forever. That's what I look back on when I'm sad, when I just want to feel like I belong. What are those things you do? Yeah. <clears throat> um, we, we play a lot of, uh, like, card games and... And I feel like that's a good icebreaker of getting like people into their natural like um, mood and stuff. And so we do that a lot. And, 
you know, we'll start to smack talk and <laughs> get a little competitive, but it's all fun and games. And I just, I really love that time being spent together because we can joke around with each other. Um, but yeah, oh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Do you have any favorite card games you guys would play? Ooh, um, I love Egyptian Rat Screw. That can be said many different ways, but yeah, I, like I can imagine. <laughs> it's uh, people call it Egyptian Screw Rat. Um, you know, all sorts of things. It's a slapping game. I love that one. I always win. You know, I'm a winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then we love playing Nerds. Well, me and my mom do. No one else does because I always win. <laughs> Um, but we also are getting into these new games called, um, cover your assets or cover your kingdom. And then, um, uh, oh, this was like a pirate game. I can't remember, but it's like a bidding game. And so, but it's with like pirate themes. And okay. So it's pretty fun. Interesting. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like such a good time. Hey guys, future Alex here, just popping in to say, you should probably check out some of the other stuff we do at Mecco Radio. If you like My Wax Museum, I guarantee you will like the other ones, particularly Broken Bulbs. Broken Bulbs I started at the beginning of this year, and it's been a huge hit. It's 10 to 15 minute episodes, and we talk about failures, both creative and professional, and sometimes personal, of otherwise successful people really cool conversations. We get some great stories out of our many, many guests, and they apply to a whole wide variety of people. So you'll probably enjoy that one. If you don't, you can still go to meccoradio.com and check out everything we're producing. Again, that's meccoradio.com. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. You're a competitive person. I... Is that is that safe to say? Am I allowed to <laughs> yes. to make that judgment? Uh, <laughs> and from knowing Pretty you, I can so. you know I can attest to that. What do you think has been the you know because you said you're you're a winner? What is like the thing that you look back on as like I triumphed that? Like I nailed it. I won that competition. Whatever it is, whether it's like an official trophy you got or just like something you nailed? I mean, I've always, like I said in the past, I'm a perfectionist. And so everything, if I don't do it right, then it, I kind of get down of like, I could have done better, but I don't use that as like a negative way. But um, I guess being able to say like, I was able to graduate high school with a 4.0 and I actually had like straight A's ever since I was like in sixth grade or grade six, you know? And so I look back on that and being able to say like, I worked hard to keep that up and like keep my grades up and stuff. And that was really rewarding to me. Your, your school experience, I don't know a ton about, I know you went to BYU Idaho for a hot second before yeah. you went on your mission for the church, right? Yes. Yeah. And then you went and then you went on your mission, came back to BYU-Idaho. Uh, and then, so tell me a little bit about your college experience, because eventually I know you wound up at culinary school. 
Yeah, so I went to college for about a year before I left for my mission. And then after my mission, I came back and I got my associates at BYUI. And I was planning on getting a bachelor's, but it just didn't feel like the right thing to do. And I was like, why am I going to put myself through this when I can just like pursue my dreams right now? Um, Because I love education. I love learning. And so I didn't want to skip out on like my college experience um, because knowledge is really important to me. And I wanted to make sure that was a priority in my life. And plus, I didn't want to seem like I was a stupid person. (laughs) I mean, you can you can be really smart without going to college. Um, But I just love learning new things. And and so college was so fun. It was where I really was able to like find more of myself and really understand my passions and my dreams. And meeting new people is so fun and developing those friendships and also being able to live on my own was exhilarating. And I was just like, yes, I'm an adult. I can do what I want. You know, I didn't do like stupid things because I knew I would, my life would kind of crumble (laughs) or you know consequences and so i avoided doing like stupid things but i you know just tried to enjoy college and really live it up to its peak and i was going on adventures like every night and just spending good time with friends and and learning as much as i could i i love that you make a priority of both of those things because i think too often people go to college with the idea, I'm just going to have a good time. And then a lot of the time people go and they're like, I need to study. I just need to focus and study. But you made a priority out of learning as well as going on these adventures and and having a good time. And then, so you got your associates at BYU-Idaho. And then tell me about culinary school. I've always been fascinated by this. I've always kind of, I was on a walk yesterday and I was thinking, you know, Maybe next year, if this whole self-employment thing doesn't work out, maybe I'll go and I'll go to culinary school because how cool would that be? So tell me about that experience. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's one of the greatest things you can ever do. It's so fun. Um, But I mean, if you don't like standing in a kitchen all day, then I don't think it would be for you. (laughs) But I'm just a very creative person. Like, I mean, I have my own bakery. And so I'm very creative in that sense. I love to color draw. And so culinary is very creative. Um, And so when I was there, I actually took their accelerated program. And so I was there nine to five 30 every single day um, for about six weeks. And we were just in the kitchen cooking all the time. And I have never enjoyed cooking so much more in my life and just learning new tips and techniques was like so cool. There's times where I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's why this is this way. Or, you know, it's just in, once you understand the basics, then you can just be so creative in everything you want to do. And it was even more fun with my class. We became like a big family and the teachers, like we were so close with the teachers, you know, cracking jokes at each other, lots of teasing within our classes. And it was so fun. Like I had my cuisine class and then I had my bakery um, pastries class and, you know, each class, like we still talk to each other and it's been over a year. Um, and it, it's just so fun. And 
you get to eat what you make. And so every day we had these gourmet lunches and like these gourmet desserts and stuff. And oh, it was the best. Needless to say, I did gain a few pounds <laughs> while being there. <laughs> but also I had to take the train and walk a lot to get to it. So, you know, I didn't gain too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I mean, worth the weight gain to to eat like that and to learn those skills oh, as yeah. well like <laughs> the cuz i know i mean even when i when i met you you were already baking these cakes like beautiful beautiful cakes <laughs> thanks and and then to to go and then get some professional training on top of that too both for pastries and for cooking and so what was what was the single coolest thing you learned, like a technique or a tip or a trick that you learned while you were there? Oh, there's so many, but I mean, are we talking cuisine or are we talking pastries? Let's do one of each. <laughs> one of each. Okay, so cuisine. Oh, I would have to say that's a really tough one because there's so much that we did. Um, one that comes to mind is like the different ways to cook a steak. <laughs> like I really, I mean, cause my dad always like cooked the steaks. And so I was like, all right, yeah, that's dead things. But being able to do it myself, like, uh, like on the grill or in a skillet or in the oven, you know, it's, there's like different ways. And we got to cook a tomahawk steak. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. You know? I just felt like I could do anything, you know, because guys are usually the ones to make the meat, you know. And so when I was able to do it, I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. <laughs> that is really cool. And you can probably do it a, a zillion times better than any any guy, you know. Like, I, mean... I, I can't cook a steak. <laughs> I've never cooked a steak in my life. Oh man! I mean, I won't. I won't say you're wrong, but I won't say you're right. <laughs> so, okay. What about what about with pastries? What was the coolest thing you learned with pastries? Oh, I loved making like Danish desserts or croissants. Any of the laminated doughs, or you know, like puff pastry. So you know, there's layers in between for those people that don't understand. It's what gives you the flaky. Um, I just thought that was so cool learning how to do that because it is a process and people don't realize how much work goes into it. And that was one of the things I was really excited to learn in the pastries. Um, and just being able to do that, I loved it because you just really learned the true technique and how to make it perfect. And it's just if you mess up in like this little section, then the whole thing's going to mess up. And so it was really cool of learning like, okay, like I need to get this perfect. So then this can be perfect and then it will be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> There's your perfectionism coming out, you know, every single step along the way. But it's so satisfying when you get it just right, yeah. right? It's a craft and an art. And so oh, yeah. as, as we kind of move forward from that, looking towards your future and looking towards what you're what you're getting into now and what you're doing now what's what's the plan going forward like what do you want to do where do you want to be yeah so i've actually had this goal and dream ever since i was 11 or 12 and so this is something i've been working towards like my whole life you know or half my life <laughs> 
but I, I have told people that I want to own a bakery shop, but thinking more like family is important to me. And so I want to, I want to be a stay at home mom, but I'm also going to pursue my baking dreams. And so, you know, if things work out, I'm going to build a house and attach a bakery shop to that house or like a, a separate kitchen um, to that. So I can still have my dreams be fulfilled and I can still have my dream of being a mom, you know, and so I can combine those two dreams. You know, some people think you can't do that, but it's possible and I'm going to make it work. <laughs> I love that. I I think that's really awesome. And I'm pretty sure that's been your dream for a while because I think we've talked about that before. And yeah, I just think how important that is for you to, I mean, have your cake and eat it too, right? Like to, yes. <laughs> to be able to live out this dream and experience this and to, to share your, your craft and your art with people. So I, I have a question, I guess, regarding that sharing of, of that art with people, because I know, I mean, people love bake, baked goods, like, come on, right? Yeah. Everybody a... <laughs> wants dessert. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's why you eat the meal so that you can get the dessert. <laughs> so <laughs> do you have a memory, an experience where you, where you created this thing, where you made a cake or some meal or something and, and it just like had an impact on somebody and you were like, wow, you know, like I did, I did something good. I guess it has to be with like wedding cakes, like all of them in general, actually, because I'm always self-conscious that like people aren't going to like my cake or anything. Um, and so I try to make everything the best quality as I can, um, plus making it look amazing. So I, I combine the both. Um, but every time I get feedback from them, they just say how everyone says it was amazing it was perfect it was beautiful it tasted so good the best cake they've ever had and that to me is just so rewarding of being able to be like i helped make your event even more special to have this memory of like that cake was so good at that party or at that wedding that cake was amazing and and so just being able to see my work actually be successful is so rewarding and um, and that people actually enjoy it. I love being able to see people enjoy the dessert and actually be like, that's good. Cause I'm a very much of a food critic myself. And I, I talk about food. Like when I taste it, I'm like, Oh, I could change this, this. And like, there's people that were like, Oh, that cake wasn't good at all. Not my cake, you know, but, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so people, people are food critics. And so when I hear them say like, good things about the things I make. It's just, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I did it. That's got to feel really, really fulfilling. I think food is unique in that way because it's such a sensory experience that you get that instant feedback. You can see it on people's faces. Yeah. You know, you can see their reaction to what you've done as soon as it touches their tongue right? And or as soon as they look at it even, right? Especially with wedding cakes. I mean, the way you decorate these things. I know you didn't come on here to like plug your, your cakes or anything, but it's, it's seriously amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, thank so you. <laughs> with, with that, 
This is the last question I like to ask everybody who comes on the podcast. And that is at the end of your life, when you've done all of this, hopefully you've had your family, you've had your bakery attached to your home, you've been able to, you know, create and share this passion of yours with people. Looking back on it all, what are the things you think you'll be most proud of and satisfied with? I will be most proud of the memories that I've made with people, with my family. Um, you know, I won't necessarily care about the money or any of that. Um, or if I've gone and traveled the world, you know, I mean, that would be so cool. But what I would look back on and see is that I actually gave time to the people that matter the most because nothing else in this world matters to me than friends and family. You know, that is, that's my priority. Everything else will come second. And so being able to say like, I loved as much as I could love and I gave people the time and attention that they needed that's what I'll look back on and be like, I did good. I did good. And I'll feel like I fulfilled my life's mission and just helped people even try to become the better people that they want to be. I like that. Well, with that, uh, Tess, I just want to say thanks again for being on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. And thank you for listening, not just to this show, which we certainly do appreciate, but more to the people around you, the people in your life that you just happen to know. Take some time, just five minutes, to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco, 